Hi, it's Chris Watkin here, and I'm joined today by Neil Martin, who is an estate agency performance coach. Thanks for joining me today, Neil. The question I would like to ask you is, is there an unconscious terrorist in your estate agency? Talk to me. Okay, well, first of all, what is an unconscious terrorist? Well, conscious is you're aware of it, so I'm assuming the, uh, the unconscious mind is, is a really strange beast in the human head. Yep. Uh, and it doesn't work on language, it works on feelings, and it does actually affect you, but often almost like a puppet master. Yep. Yeah? So unconscious, you're not aware of it. Yep. Terrorist is someone who's doing... Causing problems. Absolutely. And guess who the unconscious terrorist normally is? Well, yourself, isn't you. it? You. Um, there's a bunch of research, and I talked about this in my book, Dumb Beats Perfect. There's a bunch of research that's been done... Um, yeah, he's plugging the book. <laughs> There's a bunch of research <laughs> Other been books done are available. That, um, that basically says about 95% of our decisions are unconscious. Yeah. It's, okay. Yeah, and, bind, and, and 95% of buying decisions, yeah. Decisions, full stop. And, and one of the examples I quite often give on this is, you know, how many times a day do you think you think about food? Well, I've just thought about it now, but yeah. But, I mean, for an average person, average day, how many times do you think someone thinks about food? Well, low, probably, I don't know, 10, 20 times. Okay, so the, the, the research that was done, most people gave us an answer sort of between 10 and 15. All right, okay. so yeah. When they actually followed people and studied them, they found it was more like 220. No. Because you think about it, every single time you go to the fridge to get milk out to make a cup of tea, you're confronted with food. You go yeah. to the petrol station and you go to pay with petrol, what are you surrounded by? Food. Like so many, pla- you, know, you turn the TV on, there's people eating. Every time we're encountering that kind of stuff, we're subconsciously thinking about it and going, do I want something to eat? You know, am I hungry? Oh, does that food look good? Oh, is that a meal I'd like to try? Mm. Now, if 95% of your decisions about food are without you really being aware of them, what about everything else? You know, so if you, if you apply it to everything else, um, the reality is most of the things we do, we're not doing from a place of, this is what I really want to do. We're doing it from the kind of unconscious programming of who we think we are. Now, if you're someone that's ever procrastinated, ever had self-doubt, ever had imposter syndrome, ever felt like you maybe weren't good enough or compared yourself to someone else and thought they were better. That's, it, ev- that's everyone. That's what it? I'm saying. But any of that kind of stuff, that's where that terrorist starts to come out. Because you know, a lot of people think they're a, a, afraid of failure. That's a common thing. You talk to people, you know, what, what are your fears? Well, I'm afraid of getting it wrong. A lot of people are afraid of success too. Because they don't know what it looks like. And so the reality is, it's almost like we've got a thermostat that says, this is my comfort zone and how am I going to stay in it? And if stuff starts to go too well, what do we do? That unconscious terrorist kicks in and goes, I'm bringing you back down to the right temperature, mate. You know, this business is going too well now. Or hang on a minute, that that team's working too well now. Or exactly, I don't deserve it. Hang on a minute, what do you mean I can now take two days a week out of my business because my team are working so well? I've got to do something to sabotage that team so they need me. I, I do see this sabotaging a lot where people, you know, at, you know, this on the business, in the business, they actually do it and then all of a sudden they make themselves redundant. Yeah. So they therefore they start poking the, poking yeah, the bear. Exactly. And, and again, one of the examples I give quite often, whether it's this, you know, whether I'm coaching someone or I'm speaking at an event or whatever, the example I give quite often is I want you to picture for a minute two newborn babies in hospital, okay? And then they're in the like plastic bassinet crib things wrapped in a hospital blanket you know nothing else about them at all, which one of them is going to be more successful in life? But you don't know, do you? Okay. If I bring their parents in the room, do you start to make a judgment? 
Potentially, yes. If I show you the clothes they're being dressed in to be taken home, do you make another judgment? Yes, of course. If you see the car they get put in, do you judge again? Of course. If you see the home they're going to live in, do you judge again? I'm, ju I'm judging all the way. If you see the school they're going to go to. And, and the more of these things that build up, the more we get like a, um, a vision in our head as to what someone's life might turn out like, right? Now, here's the reality. The same things happen to you. What, inside our Yeah. Head, but to ourselves? Yeah. You know, oh, well, if you grew up in a place like this, this is what happens. If you had those types of parents, if you were this gender, this ethnicity, this sexuality, all of these things start to come into play. And, and people have a story around that, or what I like to call a legend around that. And the reason it's a legend is because it could have been inherited from generation to generation to generation to generation that says, when you come from somewhere like this, this is what happens. Or when you work in an industry like this, this is what happens. Or when you're in this part of the country, this is what happens. And we believe all that stuff and we let it actually inform us. Whereas if you think of it more like a scientific experiment, you form a hypothesis and it's true until you prove it false. But this, this, that requires a conscious side of your brain. Exactly. So whilst it's unconscious, it can do damage. And the way to fix it is to get conscious about it. But that takes brain power and actually being conscious of the fact that you, you've got an issue. It does, but it also takes, and this is the, the big bit for me, it takes a small amount of time in each day to reflect on that day. So what can a state agent, I mean, it's obviously this is for all human beings, but it what, is. What, what can a state agent do as a quick win from watching this video in terms of just making themselves better I by would, not allowing this unconscious terrorist yeah. to take over their life? So, I mean, for me, one of the big things that I do, and this, this sounds a little bit woo-woo and a bit out there, okay, okay but I've recommended on. this to loads and loads of people. In fact, let me ask you a question first. Do you ever keep a to-do list? Yes, on my for work. Yes. Yeah, lots of people do, right? It's a normal thing, fairly mm. normal thing to do. And quite often people get to the end of the day, they look at their to-do list and they transfer the stuff they haven't done to tomorrow, yep. which a friend of mine in America calls a to-die list, as in it's going to stay on your list until you die because you're never going to do it. Yeah. You know, so stop putting it on the list. But most of us make a list of what we're going to do. What I do instead is at the end of every single day, and I literally do this just before I go to bed or even sat in bed, is I think about my day and I think about what I've actually done. And I think about why did I do some of those things? And here's the important bit. What am I grateful for from that day? And just going through that review of the day, not in masses and masses of detail, but going through a review of the day and writing it down, journaling about it, is enough to make me aware of things that maybe I felt uncomfortable. You know, or maybe um, there was some sort of like physical reaction to something that didn't make sense in the moment. But when I take, you know, 10, 15 minutes at the end of the day to look back on it, I can go, hang on a minute, why did I feel like that? Or why did that thing that person say, said, make, make me respond in a certain it's way? It's interesting you say the word make me feel because the feelings come from the subconscious. Yes. Is it a case of this journaling, journalist, journaling, taking these issues that are almost festering away in the sub subconscious and bringing them back into the conscious and dealing with them because that's how the brain deals with it isn't it, it? exactly it, it's pulling out the emotions you know i think so many of us um try to be logical but we're not logical beings you know no. we, we we've we've got areas of our lives where we need to be logical beings but most of us are actually feeling beings before we're logical and beings. are estate agents particularly prevalent to this or is this just all human beings i think it's all human beings but I've worked with enough agents where I've seen this kind of stuff taking place in their businesses. You know, in particular, sort of small, medium-sized agencies where it's owner-operator. You know, and a, a good indicator on this is what's your staff churn like? 
and how much do you trust your staff and how much do you feel you need to be into the detail of what they do versus how much do you go, hang on, here's the outcome. If they get in the outcome, I can let them figure it out for themselves. You know, one of, my, one of the things from my own experience running in literally international sales teams, albeit in a, in a different industry, um, one of the big things for me was, you know, here's your target. Are you hitting it? If you are, I don't really mind how. I don't really mind where you work. I don't really mind when you work. What I mind is, are you delivering the outcome that your job is supposed to deliver? One of the things I've seen in a lot of agencies is people going, how do you do this? Rather than, are you doing this? And it's almost like, you know, they're trying to clone themselves rather than letting someone else play to their strengths. And I think if you're getting into that kind of detail and you're seeing you're getting staff churn, what you're probably doing is stepping over a line and actually getting in the way of the people you're supposed to be empowering. Thank you for your time today. Pleasure as always, Chris.